3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about how you can build a six-figure business without burning yourself out. That's up a bit later, but first it's our success interview. Today we're talking with entrepreneur, coach, pilot, and the founder of In Power Sisterhood, Janelle Saar. Janelle's organization is dedicated to awakening women to live in their passion, power, and purpose. I want to learn more about how In Power Sisterhood, Janelle's organization, and her business combine to support each other. I also want to know what she sees for the future. Welcome to the show, Janelle.
4: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm
3: excited for our conversation. It's a little bit um, different than some of the others that we've had, which I always love, a different combination of pieces that come together. I love to start each of our conversations by asking our guests if they would share just a little bit about your company, how it evolved, and how it's grown over time.
4: Sure. So in Power Sisterhood – it really started as a passion for me. So I want to just give a tiny bit of my background so all this will make sense. But I was at a time in my life before I started Empower Sisterhood that I was on a a career path that I was, was moving up in my job. I was married. I had a house. I had so many things that looked like everything was good on the outside in my life. And while I was having all of this success in the traditional sense, I was slowly dying on the inside. I had something going on inside of me that I had this continual feeling that there must be something more to life than what I was experiencing. And I had this deep desire that I needed to fulfill. And so that is really what, what was the seed that started in Power Sisterhood was me starting to understand that those feelings I was having was really an awakening happening inside of me. And it was this awakening to step into my calling that there was something bigger that I was supposed to be doing rather than the traditional path that I was on in a career and, and with the things happening in my life. So that was the start of In Power Sisterhood with me understanding that this awakening is happening in the hearts and souls of women all around the world and that I wasn't alone in what was happening to me.
3: Interesting, because I think a lot of, of women go through that. Um, I know I did when I was in my, you know, early 50s after losing my, you know, second parent, and, and you go through different stages and and times in life where everything, like you say, looks great on the outside, but on the inside, you know, there's something more. How did you know that it was the right time to take a step and, and make that move and, Um, what do you think really propelled you to take that leap of faith?
4: Great question. Um, For me, I can tell you the exact moment that everything slipped in my life. Um, I read a book that doesn't change a lot of people's lives, but it was a a life changer for me. And that book was Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. And in that book, he describes the different ways to make money in the world and then really the values that come with those different quadrants or the different ways to make money. And for mm-hmm. me, I read that book, and I like read it cover to cover because I couldn't put it down. And when I finished it, I just knew there was something inside of me that just knew my life couldn't stay the same. And so for me, it was a very instantaneous, like, everything has to shift. I quit my job. I... You know, I started my company, I sold my house, like I just, I knew everything had to shift in an instant. And it was really that book that brought forward the spark that was already inside of me. So I don't think the book caused it. I just think the book created the opening that allowed me to really feel what was happening inside of me. And so that's how I knew that it was time for something different. And then as, as I like to say, it's the saying yes that really gets us ready so I want to point out that, that so many of us think that we'll do things in life when we get ready, right? So we have kind of the story we play in our minds about, mm-hmm. you know, we'll do this when and if this happens or when I get to this, then I'll do that. And it's really a vicious cycle for us to be in. And so for me, I said yes, I started to make the shift and then that got me ready to really bring empower sisterhood into the world and to to create the business model and create the organization with it.
3: Interesting. And I always tell people that, you know, someday, you know, when you know those aren't things you can schedule on the calendar, you need to say yes to yourself. I absolutely believe that. We've talked to a lot of people that say, you know, I'll schedule it when I have this ready or this done. And until you schedule it, most people won't get those things done because you have to have, you know, you have to know that there's something bigger, something that you've got right in front of you that you need to focus on to do. And I know that kind of shift can be really scary once you made the shift, did you have some, some moments of, you know, oh, no, what did I do? And if you did, how did you keep yourself going?
4: I absolutely had those moments. And I think it's inevitable. If, if you say a big enough yes, it's inevitable that you're going to have those moments that you say, what have I done? You know, what's happening here? Um, and I do think there's some, some keys to getting through that. And For me, I know it was having a support system. It was having people around me who were just as critical as I was, right, who believed that they could also make a big difference in the world and that they've also said yes to big things. And so I want to kind of make this bridge that Empower Sisterhood, the heart and soul of Empower Sisterhood, is community. It's sisterhood. And I think it's so, so important for all of us in this world when we have these big things that we're here to do and we say yes, we have to have a support system because it's inevitable that you're going to have those moments where you want to turn around and go back or you question what you're doing. And it's your support system of people who are in it with you who will get you through, right, who will help you to continue to say yes, even in those moments when you are questioning yourself and you're questioning the journey that you're on.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, you are. You know, the community that you surround yourself with, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who believe in the bigger picture, people that are really going to challenge you to be the best that you can be and aren't just going to agree with you. They're going to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. And I think so often we surround ourselves with people that tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear.
4: Absolutely. And it's so easy for us as humans to get in what I call the crab mentality, right? Where you've heard the story, there's a bunch of crabs in the bucket and any Mm -hmm. of the crabs could get out, but when they start to crawl out, the other crabs will pull them back. I Mm -hmm. think we as humans live in that space a lot too, right? So it's, it's, it's almost that when you say yes to something big, then other people around you, if they're not ready to say yes, then it kind of makes them question. They go, oh, look at that person who's making the big leap, and I'm not making it, right? And so in some ways, they want to pull you back. And I want to point out, this can be people that you love. They're, they're not doing it to be malicious to you. They're doing it because they want to keep you safe, right, and because they, they want you to not have failures and not have, you know, big things that happen to you in your journey, that make you unsafe and so that sense of community and having people around you who get it and like I said we'll tell you what you need to hear not necessarily what you want to hear in that moment but really will have your best interest at heart and be able to help propel you forward is so so key i think in any business venture regardless of the type of business or what your products and services are it's so important to have that community absolutely critical I know I agree
3: and I also think that people around you sometimes have a fear of their own that they're dealing with because if you're growing if you're doing something bigger if you're making shifts they're often afraid that you're going to leave them behind or you're not going to need them or their role isn't going to be as important or, you know, something else is going to happen that's going to change the relationship. And those are things that each person has to deal with themselves. But I think it's also important to, you know, that the lines of communication stay open when those shifts are happening so that the people around you know what's going on, and they know it's not about them. It's about us, and I think that's really important.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we live in a time right now where it's kind of amazing to watch that we're more connected than we ever have been, and yet we're more disconnected than we ever have been, right? It's like we're so connected with our social media and, you know, our ability to pick up the phone and call each other. Like there's so much connection, and yet we're so disconnected. And so I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Again, so key for us to have that support system. And I want to point out that um, while it's, the people around you have to overcome their own fears to support you in, in your journey, the flip side is true as well. When we say yes, it's amazing sometimes to see what happens to the people around us because when we say yes to stepping into big things, we give other people permission to do it as well. So there's really kind of two sides to that, right? There's the overcoming, being held back by other people, and then there's the stepping in and saying yes and giving that support to the people around you because I think so many people are awakening right now and knowing there's something more that they need to be doing that they want to be doing. And so it's great to see a sense of community give to support to one another to say yes, step in and be as big as you are. Say yes to these big things. Well, you know, and I like
3: how you say we're more connected and more disconnected. It's amazing how many people I talk to that I say, you know, just pick up the phone and call that person and they say, well, let me send them a text. Let me send them an email. And the conversations that people need to be having, I think, are happening less frequently and I know, you know, interactions when you're doing it over text or email or, you know, instant messenger don't have the same kind of, they're not received the same way as you do when you're actually having a dialogue I've gotten to the point lately where I pick up the phone a lot because it's so much easier than going back and forth for 20 minutes asking one question at a time than just to have a two-minute conversation and actually get results and feel so much more connected.
4: Absolutely. And if you think about all of the forms of communication that happen, even when you're talking on the phone, you know, you're hearing each other. We're, we're connecting through voice. Um, we're making that deeper connection where we can interact and we can you know, mold the conversation based on what each other's saying. There's so much lost when it's just the written word, right? There's just so many aspects of communication that are missing. And I am with you. My advice to everybody who is in business right now is: we are in a time. Pick up the phone and call. And of course, that's applicable in our personal relationships as well. But I think we're in this time in business um, where it's so evident that people are, you know, they're t- just the emails and just. The text messages, um, there's something very comforting and uh, in creating the connection through that two way dialogue. It's very powerful right now.
3: Oh, I absolutely agree. We need to take a real quick break. And when we come back, I want to continue the conversation. And i also love to have you share maybe a um, uh, an example or a story of how someone that you've met and then has gotten involved with, with your group has really made a shift because I think it's important for people to understand the power of coming together and how that really helps us do those big things that we're not sure how to do and that we're afraid of doing. So stay tuned. This is John L. Macaulay
5: and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this, you can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today in our success interview, we're talking with entrepreneur, coach, Pilot and the founder of In Power Sisterhood, Janelle Saar. And before the break, we were really talking about staying connected. And I loved when you said that today we're more connected and more disconnected at the same time. And, you know, I believe that people need to pick up the phone and have more conversations. And also, I love the conversation we had about the power of saying yes and getting into action. If you missed the first part of our conversation, be sure to go back. Um, It was really a very thoughtful conversation that I know will shift the way you're thinking. I'd love to ask you, Janelle, as we come back in to the second half of our conversation, if you can share um, an example of someone who is has you know come into your community and empower sisterhood, and how because of being part of that community has really shifted what they were doing or what they needed to do by having that community surrounding them.
4: Absolutely, someone um, specific is coming to mind, and so. Her story is that when she came to a workshop, she was in a transition time in her life. She was not sure where she was in her marriage. She didn't know if she wanted to stay in her marriage, not stay in her marriage. Um, She was in this place where, again, she didn't feel that awakening inside of her. She felt like there was something more, um, but really was just lost in where to go with it and and how to move. And so through the weekend, it was a weekend workshop, and, and through the weekend, She found her voice. She found her way back to her heart space and really was able to make decisions from what I like to call her center, from her place of being able to not be thrown off by, you know, fear or, you know, her fear of failure, her fear of um, what was going to happen in her life. Um, she was able to come back and really get centered and say, okay, I can see things from a different perspective now without that fear and then make the choices on how she wanted to move forward. One of the things that was really powerful for her within the workshop was to be able to share with other women. So we do this interesting thing as women in that so many times we don't share what's happening to us at the depth that it's happening because we don't want to be vulnerable And so we don't share all of that, and it's always amazing to me in my community, in workshops, you know, even in, you know, Facebook groups and and places where women are connecting, when women start sharing, they go, oh, my goodness, all these other women are going through the same thing that I am. And mm-hmm. I think that's true for both men and women. It's like we think we're so alone in the journey. And when we start to share, we start to realize we're not alone. There's other people who are going through it too, that there's people who understand what's happening. And again, that sense, we talked earlier about the, the being connected and yet being disconnected, you know, that sense of disconnection and the being all alone in the journey, it's, it's very, very tough. When you all of a sudden have support, everything shifts, everything starts to shift. And, and for this woman, not only did the shift help her with some of the transition that was happening in her life, it like popped things wide open. Her business shifted, her marriage, marriage shifted, her parenting shifted, her finances shifted, everything shifted because she made that shift. And so one of the things I like to teach is that when you become a better you, you become a better everything, right? You become a better mm-hmm. business person, you become a better parent, you become a better everything. And so she was a really good demonstration of that, and it was the work uh, that she did within that workshop of really getting in tune with what was happening for her and then to have the community and no longer be alone in her journey. That was very life-changing.
3: Well, and I think you raised some great points because oftentimes when we keep things bottled up inside, we only see our perspective and we're attached to it very emotionally. I think when we can have conversations with other people, and that's why I love the eWomen Network strategic business introductions where we share a business challenge and we get feedback and wisdom from the group because what we do realize just like this So many other people are going through what we're going through, but when we're not having the conversation, we think it's just us. There must be something wrong with us because we are going through this. But there's so many people that are going through such similar things, and I think being able to talk to people, have the conversation, and I know for me it helps me put that fear in perspective because I was having a conversation with someone the other day, And we were talking about fear. And oftentimes, fear holds us back from taking action. But when you go through a process of looking at, you know, if it happens, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And what's the probability that it's going to happen? You really help put it all in perspective and realize it's not usually as big of an issue. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's, oftentimes it's not as big as we make it up in our head when we're absolutely. kind of sitting in our our own world. And I think that's really important for people to understand.
4: I absolutely agree with that. And I think there's something golden in us being able to see someone else in the same situation. I would say it's easier to see our stuff in the solution in somebody else's stuff and solution. So, it, you know, I, I love this about eWomen Network as well, but to use that as an example, you know, it, it's easier for me if I go to eWomen Network and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have these, all these things going on in my business. And then when I hear someone else at the table say it and they start describing things and sharing it, our, our journey can be the same. The details may be a little bit different, but all of a sudden I can start seeing things almost from the outside in, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at their, pro- their problem or their challenge that they're facing. And then I, I can help them through it. And at the t- same time, I'm helping myself through it. But when we're on the inside taking the look, we can't see it in the same way. So there's like power in seeing it in someone else's challenges, right? And it's like, oh, because it's yours, all of a sudden I can see the pathway out. And then I can bring it back into my world. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of power in that. And, and I love all of these networking events that are bringing women together to have those conversations. So again, we're not on the lone island or feeling like we're on the lone island by ourselves. Lots of power in community.
3: I absolutely um, believe that. That's funny you say that because I literally had just written that on my paper, The Power of Community. How funny. Um, <laughs> I always love that when we're on the, exactly the same page. Um, I'd, I'd like to spend just a couple minutes um, talking about, to shift the conversation just a little bit, and really talk about the business and um, your business model and monetizing an idea. Because I think so often people have an idea to build a business or an idea of something they want to create, but they're not sure how to do it because it's not the traditional model that people often see, or it's a little bit got a different spin on it. So how did you take your idea of what you wanted to create and do and turn that into an actual business?
4: So I started really making sure that I had the the body of work or the product, right? What is the actual messaging? I wanted to get that solid. I started with one-on-one coaching and I started small and then I, you know, added people to the one-on-one side of things first. And that was really a testing ground. And of course you can charge and, you know, get fees when you're in your testing ground, but that one-on-one experience gives you a lot of flexibility right to To test things, to understand where you're going, to really get solid on the messaging with things. So that's where I started, and then you know the key is always to leverage. Once you start to get down what you want to do, then to be able to leverage your scale up. So from there, I went then to group coaching. It was like, okay, now I understand more about what I want to do. I learned a lot about how to deliver this message, create the transformation. And then I looked for what's the next logical step in being able to scale. And that was to move into a group coaching scenario. Now I'm leveraging my time, right? Instead of doing one-on-one, me and the other person, now i may be doing me and five other people or me and ten other people. And so there was a lot of power in that as a next step. And then I'm a very strong believer in live events. Um, again, that goes back to the comment around being connected and disconnected all at the same time. I mm-hmm. think there's nothing that replaces that, that face-to-face. And so then there again was the next opportunity to be able to leverage, right, to go from the group coaching now to more live events where you can put more people in the room um, at once. Of course, there's so much with technology nowadays that we can do to, to leverage, Um, But I think we have to start small and start with getting our message or our product or our service, really understand that, and then start to go to, you know, how do I scale? How do I put this out on a much bigger scale with things? You know, some people think, well, if I'm only coaching, you know, two one-on-one coaching clients when I start, I'm not really in business. But everybody has to start somewhere, right? Everybody has to Mm -hmm. sell their first product, their first service. And so Mm -hmm. I think really taking it taking it in as it's learning every step of the way and looking for where you can leverage, but really owning the power of each of the different steps is key. Even when you're small and you're just getting started, you're in business and taking everything you can learn at that stage before you move to the next and scale up.
3: And I absolutely agree, and that's one of the things that we really tell people um, with Turn Knowledge to Profit is to start out doing the one-on-one coaching, really get your message down, get your results, look and see what things are you doing over and over again. Because we haven't found, you know, Very many businesses that you can't actually take a number of pieces and leverage them. Even people that do body work or hands-on healing, there's still a lot of educating. There are a lot of pieces when people start thinking about it that they do every single time they work with a client, and that's a great place to look at how can you scale and leverage and how can you take that and turn it into a product or a program so i love the way that you did it and it it absolutely follows the model that we use and what we tell people when they're trying to get started don't start go create all your programs before you actually done the work and know what works because we find people that go create programs and then nobody buys them because it's not tested material. So we believe that getting good on your message is absolutely the right way to do it. So great conversation.
4: The other thing I I would add to that is repurpose. Repurpose everywhere Mm -hmm. that you can. So when you go through and work with one on one clients, when you learn, oh, nine out of ten clients I use this tool, right, repurpose that and say, oh now I'm going to also use this in my group coaching, my workshops, my marketing content. Um, this was a big, big lesson for me because I spent a lot of time recreating and recreating. And the reality is to leverage, you have to be able to repurpose, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't write uh, 100 different workshops or 100 different you know, blog articles every week. It's a matter of you know, coming back and reusing things. So I would just add that to everything that you just said. And I think that, that's a powerful piece of the formula for people.
3: Absolutely. When we have conversations with people and start looking at what they've already got created and they keep saying, I still have to go do this, this, and that, what we realize is they have really what they need. They just don't know how to put it together and package it and use it. We find that people have to really There's not a lot they have to go create to actually put their programs together. They can fill in the gaps if they want to, but people have a lot more than they actually realize, which is one of the reasons that it's great to talk to someone to help them look at what you've got. Because as we talked about earlier, that outside perspective is so powerful, so how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and what you do?
4: They can go to EmpowerSisterhood.com slash gift. And I just want to point out, that's in, in like inside, I-N-PowerSisterhood.com slash gift. I give away a free gift, and then they'll also get on my mailing list. So they'll start to be able to get more information about what Empower Sisterhood is all about and what we do and how we support our community.
3: Perfect. Thank you. And we will put a link to that on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page so they can connect with you there also. So as we end our time together, how, you know, what's one tip that you can give our listeners that they can apply today to help them build and grow their business?
4: My biggest piece of advice is start with what you love. There's, there are a million different ways to grow a business. There are a million different tools that you can use. So pick something that you love. If you love writing, it might be blogging. If you love podcasts or you love interviewing, it might be podcasting. Find something that you love because what I really want people to do when they start off is to create a vision so they're building what they love. the the worst thing in the world to do is to build out a business, have it be ultra successful, and then be doing things that you don't love to be doing every day. I think so many Mm -hmm. of us get into doing our own business because we want to create something, right? We want to create a lifestyle. We want to create a business that makes a difference. And so start from the beginning, really laying out, what does it look like when I get there? and, And do I love what I'm doing? And if there's something in your business that you don't love what you're doing right now, Consider possibilities. Be open-minded and open-hearted and call in possibilities and start bringing in those things that you really do love doing because you want to build a business that ultimately is everything that you're dreaming about um, and you don't want to have to go back and retrace your steps if you build something that you don't love.
3: That's great advice. Um, Thank you so much for uh, just a fabulous conversation today. It's been uh, very insightful. Thank you.
4: Thank you for having me.
3: We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
5: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to director at ewomennetwork.com. That's director at ewomennetwork.com. And let's start the conversation.
0: creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle and in our business builder segment today, we're going to be talking about how to create a six-figure income.
1: I'm really excited about today's business builder because this is a topic that a lot of speakers, authors and coaches are asking about and I can't wait to hear what you've got to share, Michael.
2: Yeah, it is a really interesting topic and you know, what's happened is that the sort of the six-figure income has kind of been the become the benchmark for successful business and um, you know but interestingly uh, there was a recent study that found professional coaches make on average just over forty two thousand dollars a year so that's a pretty far cry from that six-figure hundred thousand dollar mark
1: why do you think that so many people are looking for the hundred thousand if they're only making forty two thousand that's a big gap what can they do
2: Well, it is a huge gap, you know, and um, I think a lot of it is because when coaches start their business, they're typically charging by the hour. There's typically a one-on-one coaching, uh, hourly coaching. And, you know, you can do the math. Let's just, you know, some simple math. Um, Let's assume you're charging $150 an hour, which for some of those, uh, some of the folks listening may seem like a stretch, but let's assume let's assume it's $150 an hour and that a a third of your hours are billable now and and that may be a stretch as well because that's about 50 billable hours per month that's quite a bit Um, and if you do that all year long the total revenue will be $99,900 so just under the $100,000 mark so so even with those very aggressive numbers um, it's still difficult to get to 100000 And so you really only have a couple of choices if you're following that model. You can either raise your hourly rate or you can bill more hours. Um, neither one of those is really a, a good alternative. Um, so, so really, what can you do? Well, if you look at the really successful coaches, Uh, Coaches like Lisa Sasevich, or Bob Proctor, or uh, Louise Hay, or John Asroff, or even a Tony Robbins, or even if you look at eWomen Network Sandra Yancey, they typically don't coach by the hour. Now they may have an hourly rate that they coach uh, in select situations, but that's really not their bread and butter. That's not where they make their money. What they do is they leverage themselves and their knowledge through products. Um, they, they lead workshops, they have mastermind groups, they hold live events, they conduct online courses, they do all sorts of things beyond that one-on-one coaching model. And each of them will have their particular mix of those products. Um, they're not all exactly the same. Part of it depends on what really gets them going, what really they're passionate about. Are they passionate about doing small group coaching are they more passionate about speaking from the stage um, are they more passionate about doing masterminds where they go really deep with clients uh, you know, it really just depends on them but if you look at each of those people or really any successful coach what you'll find is they have a whole series of products that they can can rely on um, so if you look even at like a Tony Robbins for example you can buy his message Uh, in live events. You can buy it on CD. You can download it uh, from his site. Uh, You can do masterminds with him. There's just a whole series of things you can do with him um, and, and get access to him.
1: I think it's really important. You mentioned a couple of things. One of them is finding out what you're really passionate about. Cause I know you and I've had a number of conversations with successful coaches, authors, and speakers recently, and they all talk about that passion, finding out what they really love doing, because that's where you really want to stay in your genius zone as in your expertise versus trying to do everything. And while you want to have that financial model to get to where you want to go it's got to be and include the things that you love doing because if you're only doing things and giving up what you're really passionate about you tend to lose that excitement and energy so I think one of the first things is figuring out what you love doing and then look at what are some of the gaps what are some of the areas that you might be able to fill in and I love what you do Michael when you're working with people is really looking at ways that they can leverage their products repurpose them and use something they've got and build on it so very quickly they can start to get revenue and increase their product breadth
2: you know i was listening to a a interview uh, with steve jobs uh, obviously done a few years ago but um, he had something really great to say along that same line you know and that was uh, somebody asked him about um Uh, about how he decided what he was going to do. And he said it was all about passion. And uh, his reasoning was something like, you know, um, being an entrepreneur is really, really hard. And there's really long hours and there's really hard work and there's a lot of disappointment. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you'll give up. And it was his view that, a lot of the entrepreneurs that gave up before they were successful they gave up because they were doing something they just weren't passionate about and so they didn't persevere they didn't keep going they didn't do the hard work they didn't fight through the disappointment and so I think you're absolutely right it's all about what you're passionate about Um, you know a few years ago you and I we were in a mastermind and and we, we learned so much in that mastermind but one of the things that we learned was that the model for generating revenue that the coach that was leading the mastermind taught was speaking from the stage and as we got more into it we realized that that just wasn't where our passion was nothing wrong with the model it was a great model worked fantastic for her worked for a number of the people that were in the mastermind but for us personally It just wasn't the model we wanted to follow. Now we still got lots and lots of great information. We got lots of, we learned a lot. We met lots of great people. We really moved our business ahead a long ways by being part of that mastermind, but um, we found out that that just wasn't our passion. Um, And I think that's an important part of it as well. An important part of building the six-figure income is really trying a lot of different things and seeing what you like.
1: No, I agree with that. And it's also about understanding that you don't have to have everything in your funnel. You don't have to have all of the offerings. You can really pick what works for you and really customize it. That's the beauty of doing this.
2: Right. And and it's, you know, as you build that out, it's really all based on the same, information it's based on the same message that you have again if you go back to like a Tony Robbins who's was well known in the industry if you look at all his different products they all teach the same core message whether you're at his events live you're doing it on cd you're downloading it you're going to his group seminars you're going to his masterminds it's all based on the same message his core message it's just delivered in different ways to different people because some people resonate with it in different ways some people love to go to live events some people don't others like to learn it on their own time and when in their own home others don't so what he's done which is just really genius is he's taken his knowledge he's packaged that up in a number of different ways for different audiences and and really grown a business around that same message
1: so, how do successful coaches grow their business and expand their products?
2: Well, that's a great question. You know, first, I really believe you have to have a plan. You have to have goals. Um, you really have to know where you're going and, and how you're going to get there. Um, not to say that that won't change over time, but at least you have to have some kind of plan in place. So what we do is when we work with coaches, speakers, and authors, is we help them create that strategic plan. We, we call it a product roadmap for their business so they really can see what are they passionate about, what are their clients asking for, and what do their clients need, and what products do they already have that might fill those needs, and where are the holes. So once they have that st- strategy in place, then they really need to look at, you know What are the fastest, least expensive ways that they can get to a full range of products and services? And again, it really is about leveraging and repackaging that same message that's at the core of whatever your business is. Um, it, it may be taking that uh, live training that you do and packaging that same training up as a multi-part uh, webinar. It may be taking that same training and then repackaging it as a mastermind or multi-day retreat. It may be taking that same message and then packaging it again into a small group uh, training session. So you know, really, it's about what, where do you want to go, and and then how are you going to get there by leveraging the message that you have. And once you start to leverage that message out, you you also leverage out through a much, much bigger audience and much, much bigger revenues. Well,
1: you've given us a lot of great ideas to think about today. And I challenge all of our listeners to really look at where they are with their product strategy Do they have a full range of products? Are there some areas that they'd like to add some products in? And if you go to Facebook, to our Turn Knowledge to Profit page, let us know what's the next product you're going to be working on, and let us know what products you have so we can go and check them out. I also really want to invite anyone who's interested in learning more to email michael at t. TK2P.com, TK2P.com. He'll offer us a complimentary strategy session just so you can learn about what are some of your options. But go to Facebook, Turn Knowledge to Profit, share what your products are, and have fun creating.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.